TOB number 19, general audience of February 20th, 1980. Genesis points out that man and woman were created for marriage. A man will leave his father and his mother and unite with his wife, and the two will be one flesh. Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. This opens the great creative perspective of human existence which always renews itself through procreation, that is, self-reproduction. This perspective is rooted in the consciousness of humanity and also in the particular understanding of the spousal meaning of the body with its masculinity and femininity. In the mystery of creation, men and women are a reciprocal gift. Original innocence manifests and at the same time determines the perfect ethos of the gift. We spoke about this during the last meeting. The ethos of the gift delineates in part the problem of the subjectivity of man who is a subject made in the image and likeness of God. In the creation account, see Genesis chapter 2, verse 23 through 25, the woman is certainly not just an object for the man. Although both remain before one another in the whole fullness of their objectivity as creatures, as bone from my bones and flesh from my flesh, as male and female, both of them naked. Only the nakedness that turns the woman into an object for the man, or vice versa, is a source of shame. The fact that they did not feel shame means that the woman was not an object for the man, nor he for her. Inner innocence as purity of heart made it impossible somehow for one to be reduced by the other to the level of a mere object. If they did not feel shame, this means that they were united by the consciousness of the gift, that they had reciprocal awareness of the spousal meaning of their bodies, in which the freedom of the gift is expressed and the whole inner richness of the person as subject is shown. This reciprocal interpenetration of the eye of the human persons, of the man and the woman, seems to exclude subjectively any reduction to an object. What is revealed here is the subjective profile of that love, about which one can say, moreover, that it is objective to the very depths, inasmuch as it is nourished by the same reciprocal objectivity of the gift. After original sin, man and woman were to lose the grace of original innocence. The discovery of the spousal meaning of the body was to cease being for them a simple reality of revelation and of grace. Yet this meaning was to remain as a task given to man by the ethos of the gift, inscribed in the depth of the human heart as a distant echo, as it were, of original innocence. From that spousal meaning, human love was to be formed in, the, in its interior truth and authentic subjectivity. And even through the veil of shame, man was continually to discover himself in it as the guardian of the mystery of the subject, that is, of the freedom of the gift, in order to defend this freedom from any reduction to the position of a mere object. The foundation of the primordial sacrament, the body as sign. For the present, however, we find ourselves before the threshold of man's earthly history. The man and the woman have not crossed it yet toward the knowledge of good and evil. They are immersed in the very mystery of creation, and the depth of this mystery hidden in their heart is innocence, grace, love, and justice. 
and God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. Man appears in the visible world as the highest expression of the divine gift, because he bears within himself the inner dimension of the gift. And with it he carries into the world his particular likeness to God, with which he transcends and also rules his visibility in the world, his bodiliness, his masculinity or femininity, his nakedness. A reflection of this likeness is also the primordial awareness of the spousal meaning of the body, pervaded by the mystery of original innocence. Thus, in this dimension, a primordial sacrament is constituted, understood as a sign that efficaciously transmits to the visible world the invisible mystery hidden in God from eternity. And this is the mystery of truth and love, the mystery of divine life, in which man really participates. In the history of man, it is original innocence that begins this participation and is also the source of original happiness. The sacrament as a visible sign is constituted with man inasmuch as he is a body through the visible masculinity and femininity. The body, in fact, and only the body, is capable of making visible what is invisible, the spiritual and the divine. It has been created to transfer into the visible reality of the world the mystery hidden from eternity in God, and thus to be a sign of it. In man, created in the image of God, the very sacramentality of creation, the sacramentality of the world, was thus in some way revealed. In fact, through his bodiliness, his masculinity and femininity, man becomes a visible sign of the economy of truth and love which has its source in God himself and was revealed already in the mystery of creation. Against this vast background, we fully understand the words of Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, that are constitutive of the sacrament of marriage. For this reason, a man will leave his father and his mother and unite with his wife, and the two will be one flesh. Against this vast background, we also understand that through the whole depth of their anthropological meaning, the words of Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, both were naked, the man and his wife, but they did not feel shame, express the fact that, together with man, holiness has entered the visible world, the world created for him. The sacrament of the world and the sacrament of man in the world comes forth from the divine source of holiness and is instituted at the same time for holiness. Original innocence connected with the experience of the spousal meaning of the body is holiness itself, which permits man to express himself deeply with his own body, precisely through the sincere gift of self. Consciousness of the gift conditions in this case the sacrament of the body. In his body as man or woman, man senses himself as a subject of holiness. With this consciousness of the meaning of his own body, man as male and female enters into the world as a subject of truth and love. One can say that Genesis 2, 23-25 speaks about the first feast of humanity, as it were, in the whole original fullness of the experience of the spousal meaning of the body. 
and it is a feast of humanity that draws its origin from the divine sources of truth and love in the very mystery of creation. And although over this feast the horizon of sin and death, Genesis chapter 3, was very soon to be extended, nevertheless we draw a first hope already in the mystery of creation, namely that the fruit of the divine economy of truth and love, which revealed itself at the beginning, is not death, but life, and not so much the destruction of the body of man made in the image of God, but rather the call to glory, Romans chapter 8, verse 30.